Hello everyone! For several decades now, the compulsory veil or the mandatory hijab has become the symbol of suppression of women by the Iranian mullah regime. In this episode, we are going to discuss the issue of mandatory hijab in Iran, which is forced on all women from all religions and we are also going to talk about the need for women's freedom of choice in this regard. For our new listeners, I'd like you to know that you're tuned in to the podcasts of the NCRI Women's Committee. The Women's Committee of the National Council of Resistance of Iran works extensively with Iranian women abroad and maintains a permanent contact with women inside the country. You'll find the NCRI Women's Committee actively involved with many women's rights organizations, NGOs, and the Iranian diaspora. All this and attending meetings of the UN Women, CSW, and the Human Rights Council along with other international or regional conferences on women's issues. The previous podcast links are downloadable from the NCRI Women's Committee website, women.ncr-iran.org. Why are the Iranian women forced to wear the hijab and cover their hair? Uh, This is a good question. Um, As you just mentioned, Iranian women do not have any freedom of choice, particularly in this regard, because since 1979, when Khomeini, the founder of the present clerical regime in Iran, seized power, he made it mandatory for all women to cover their hair when they appear in public. They even expelled women from their jobs if they did not comply. Now, looking at the past century in Iran, Dictators, and specifically the Mullah's regime, are turning the issue of women's clothing into a tool to impose pressure on society. Through suppression of women, they systematically oppress the entire nation and their freedom of choice. Under the Mullah's, the Iranian justice system, the intelligence and security services, the military, and all the armed forces have a mandate to enforce the mandatory hijab in the streets and all public places. Can you explain this a bit further? Do you mean the clerics have deliberately put the hijab into the law? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. The Mullah's reactionary interpretations of Islam, including the mandatory veiling on women, were put into law and institutionalized in the constitution and other legal codes. They put this into the law and anybody breaching it is either imprisoned or has to pay a fine. Of course, this punishment is always accompanied by brutal and violent treatment of women. This is why for thousands of years in Iran, women's clothing and covering was a matter of personal choice. Like many other countries, women were free to choose their clothing and covering Iranian women wore the clothes they wished, depending on their own tendencies and the culture in which they were brought up. And even when the mullahs tried to make the hijab an obligation for all women, the women who wore hijab went to defend the women who didn't, because every woman must be free to choose what she wears. You 
said hijab became a tool for the mullahs for oppressing women. Can you share some of the facts? Yes, of course. Iranian women's sad stories took a new height when Khomeini, the mullah's supreme leader, seized power in early February 1979. In less than a month, in March, he made it mandatory for women to wear the head-to-toe black chador or else cover their hair and body in other ways. Within a month and a half, on May 22nd, a woman was flogged in public for the first time. These were followed in the next year by government directives to oblige female doctors to wear the compulsory veil at work, and in 1983, the Parliament passed Article 102 of the Punishment Code, sanctioning 74 lashes for women who appeared in public without the veil. I really need to pause for a moment. What have the Iranian women been through? I can't believe what I'm hearing, but I can clearly see now where today's form of violence against women in Iran is coming from. Yes, I understand what you mean. There's hardly anyone who would not feel outraged and anguished after learning of these cruelties. Of course, we should keep the spotlight on the mullahs because the crimes they commit have nothing to do with the genuine message of Islam, which is freedom. Iranian women, mindful of this fact, have never given in to the coercions of the mullahs, having been through four decades of the most ruthless oppression and inhuman discriminations, they bear an enormous potential and have been rightly called the force for change. We in the NCRI believe that women should enjoy freedom of choice in all areas of life, including in choosing their clothing and covering. The NCRI's president-elect, Mrs. Mariam Rajavi, has declared a 10-point plan on women's freedoms and equality in tomorrow's Iran, in which she emphasizes that women have the right to freely choose their clothing. Very sure of it. Reading through the NCRI Women's Committee publication of August 2018 about the compulsory veil, I remember the women in Iran whose faces and lives were destroyed when splashed with acid. Yes, bitter times for women across the world. It still brings shock to many. Those faces will forever tell the world of the cold-hearted crimes committed against Iranian women to force them wear the veil. And of course, of the price Iranian women have paid for resisting this misogynistic regime. Now, these brutalities started back in the early years of the Iranian Mullah regime, when club-wielding thugs were unleashed in the streets to harass and insult women. They slashed women's faces with razor blades or pushed thumbtacks on their foreheads to keep the veil on their head. You might have also heard of the slogan coined in the early days of the Mullah's rule that said, either the veil or a smack on the head. All these crimes, all these crimes have been committed with the excuse of enforcing the mandatory hijab. I'm thinking how our listeners are feeling right at this moment after hearing this background. 
and I want to ask them in fact to write it down for us or post it as a comment. What is going through your minds? You mentioned the Mullah's backward outlook and their reactionary interpretations of Islam, including their view on hijab. Is this an ideology shared by all of them? Your answer is yes. There is no difference whatsoever among various Iranian regime officials. They all see women as satanic beings who symbolize sin. Khomeini has been quoted as saying, Express your hatred against equal rights. Women's involvement in social life brings about countless forms of vice. Again, as cited by a state-run newspaper, he said, Hijab is mandatory and those who violate it must be excommunicated. Now, in the logic of Tehran rulers, excommunication means execution. Now another one, Rafsanjani, one of the key leaders of the Mullah's regime had this to say about women. Justice does not necessarily mean that all laws must be the same for men and women. Ali Khamenei, the Mullah's supreme leader at the present time, says, Any debates over the voluntary or mandatory nature of hijab is deviatory and is not justified in the Islamic Republic. You can clearly see that all of them think the same thing. The answer to my next question might be too obvious, but I'm going to ask it anyway. The question is, do Iranian women accept the situation, the mandatory hijab? As you just said, the answer is an obvious no. Uh, the opposition to the mandatory hijab is to the extent that the Iranian regime's experts and media uh, have admitted that they have failed to build their mandatory culture after more than four decades. Uh, a parliamentary research unit conducted uh, a research uh, which showed that 70% of Iranian women actively oppose the mandatory hijab. Uh, so, no, Iranian women and the entire Iranian society have never succumbed to the mullahs illegitimate rules and inhuman conducts and such overwhelming opposition to the compulsory veil has become a nightmare for the regime. What happens to the young women who do not observe the exact Mullah's dress code? Uh, the commander of the state security force, Hussein Ashtari, once admitted in 2016 that some 2,000 women are arrested every day in Tehran and other provinces for breaching the Mullah's mandatory dress code. Uh, this is a rough figure, but it amounts to 730,000 arrests of women every year. More women more women, that is hundreds of thousands, receive verbal warnings or are humiliated in other ways on the streets, which is another story altogether. The Iranian regime enforces the mandatory hijab for women through 27 official government agencies supervised by the Mullah's president, and most recently they said they had increased the number of these agencies to 28. Thank you.
2,000 arrests a day. Are they all taken to prison? And for how long? Uh, according to the laws of the Iranian regime, women who are arrested for breaching the rules on hijab can be imprisoned for 10 days up to two months. They must also pay a fine of 50 to 500,000 tomans. In 2018, uh, they added another amendment to this law, which states that women who encourage others to shun their veil, uh, to shun their veil, are imprisoned for one to ten years. Some Iranian women are presently in jail for opposing the mandatory hijab and serving sentences of between nine and twenty-four years. Uh, and they are among ordinary criminals convicted of violent crimes. Are the restrictions on Iranian women only limited to hijab, or the scope is wider? Uh, this is uh, actually a very good question, because uh, the restrictions do not stop at mandatory hijab, uh, but expand to a much wider scope embracing all aspects of a woman's life in Iran. For example, Iranian women were prohibited from working in coffee shops in 2014. Uh, women can only be employed in businesses where the workplace is completely gender segregated. Uh, then again, the mullahs went on to reduce women's working hours, which in turn has led to their dismissal from their jobs. All these draconian laws against women? What about their impact on society? Sure, indeed, uh, that was Khomeini's plan from the outset. He stole the leadership of the 1979 revolution that Iranian people had much sacrificed for to achieve democracy and freedom. But Khomeini was not someone who could lead Iranian society towards the freedom people sought. So what he did was to restrict freedoms, and the freedoms of women were the first to be victimized. By restricting women and subjugating them, the mullahs sought to terrorize and subjugate the entire society. Uh, Iranian women demonstrated enormous potential during the revolution which toppled the Shah, and they have not given in to the mullahs despite their incredible brutality. They rely on their rich culture and a 150-year history of struggle to achieve their ultimate freedoms and equality. Much of this culture of resistance which you speak of is seen in everyday protests and the uprisings taking place in Iran. Um, that's a very good point. Iranian women are at the forefront of most of these protests and uprisings because they realize that under such a repressive rule, achieving women's rights is not separate from other democratic goals. So uh, Iranian women are taking every risk and paying the price of their struggle to achieve freedom for themselves and their nation as a whole. Iranian women seek regime change and nothing less than the overthrow of the entire mullah's misogynist theocracy and the downfall of their absolute dictatorship.
personally being touched on this journey, learning by facts of what the women in Iran are doing to reach complete freedom. We'd love to hear even more, but it might be best to suggest to our passionate listeners to view the pamphlet, The Compulsory Veil, on our website, as it contains more information than, of course, photographs that speak a lot on their own. Remember, all you have to do is type women.ncr-iran.org and click the Documents tab in the Publications menu. I want to be sure you all know how important it is for the NCRI Women's Committee team to receive your thoughts and comments. Please take the time to read our daily news and monthly reports, and feel free to share the information with women's rights organizations or anybody you know who cares for gender equality, justice, and a free world. We'll be joining you soon with more episodes. Till then, goodbye.